0: And welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. I'm Mike Gachapoli. Hello, everybody. It's a great night here in San Francisco. A great early morning, I should say. However, it may be for you. It could be late night for some of us and early morning uh, for others. But uh, yes, it is It is a good night. Chessa has been recalled. I was thinking of some celebratory song to come on with, but I just couldn't. Uh, I, I couldn't find anything, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do it all, you know, good old dry and straightforward, without any music, without any kind of, you know, pomp and circumstance. Um, I understand there was a party, uh, at least one party, around town here in San Francisco, and uh, and Chesa was uh, recalled, and it was a it was a blowout. I think right now I'm looking at the New York Times. I'm going to go through some of the other elections here and uh, looks like about a 60 40 split now is the prediction that was the prediction about a 6040 split the polls were right on the money and uh you know he was recalled I mean people here are tired of it they're tired of the crime they finally did something about it they finally did something about the school board a couple of months ago and now the district attorney and Budin is gone he's gonzo Alonso he's out And now the mayor, London Breed, will get to a point who she wants, you know, so we'll see what happens there. I don't have any high hopes, but it'll certainly be someone better than Cheza Boudin. And if it's not, come the next election, I think he's about halfway through the term here. So it won't be too long before we can kick the next person out of office if they're as bad as this guy. But I can't imagine, I cannot imagine they would be as bad as this guy. I really, I really can't. I really, I really can't imagine. So, um, yeah. So, let's, it it was it was called very early on. It was called very early on. You see what happened here is we had at least what seventy percent. I mean, the last election was seventy percent mail in ballots. Seventy percent mail in ballots, and this election was probably about the same. It looks like the voter turnout was an abysmal, an abysmal 25%. Only one of every four registered voters went out and voted. I did. I voted the, in the afternoon. Um, there may have been one person ahead of me. We're talking about, you know, four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Usually when it's pretty busy, but nobody voted. So, and And like I had said yesterday, I think that was a good thing as far as the recall goes. People were worried. But I think what happened was this election was really about – the, the recall people getting their voters out there, and that's what they did. The recall people did a, a, a great job, voters out to the polls. And I think a lot of Democrats just said, you know what, we're not going to bother voting at all. We're not going to vote against him because he's a Democrat, and God forbid, God forbid, we should vote against a Democrat, no matter how bad they are. So they just stayed home, and that's part of this low vote turnout. Also the fact that it's you know election number 17 of the year. There's an election every two weeks here. Now, I think, thank goodness, we get a a five-month break, I believe, until the the midterms in November. Believe it or not, five whole months without an election here in San Francisco. Can we we deal with it? Can we live? Anyway, I think that's a big reason why people didn't vote. I think they got tired of voting every six weeks. Plus, there were no really big, sexy names. You know, Everyone knew Gavin Newsom was going to win again, and Nancy Pelosi was going to win again. But there is good news. No, no, there's good news in the Nancy Pelosi race. It's going to be tough. We only have got five months. But John Dennis, who is a fan of this show, we had him on a few months ago, we'll have John on again. We'll have John on several times now because we have five months before November. But it looks like John Dennis will have enough votes to come in second. And the the way it works here, it's every, you can be Republican, Democrat, no party, Green, Libertarian, you all go into the pot. The top two vote-getters go on to the general election in November. And so it looks like John Dennis right now has twelve and a half percent of the vote. Shaheed Bhutar, uh the Democrat has eight and a half percent of the vote. John has about, it looks like five thousand more votes. And like I said, the the voter turnout was so low and most of them were mail in. So it's it, they haven't officially called John as the as the second uh the top vote getter yet they haven't officially officially the new york times put a check mark next to his name as far as advancing but i'm sure very soon they will it'll be almost impossible for shaheed Buttar to uh to catch him so that's good news of course the bad news is nancy pelosi got 71 percent of the vote john got 12 but look you know how it works here you know how it works here it's just knee-jerk the knee-jerk reaction democrats newsom pelosi that whole family doesn't matter who's running against, them, doesn't matter how bad they are. This is the, we've had, we've had good news tonight here in, in, in San Francisco. We've had good news throughout California, where in LA, the Republican basically turned Democrat only because you have to run as a Democrat, and the Democrat cult run in Los Angeles has, I think, three or four points more than the, than the real Democrat down there. Um, so he's basically a Republican businessman. And, uh, and the woman he's running against is basically a lifelong left Democrat. And he, I believe, is about four points ahead of her right now. So they'll both advance, because neither got 50%. They'll both advance in November. But the fact that he beat her in this primary in Los Angeles is huge. And it really is. It really does show that I think people are tired here. I think people are getting slowly but surely tired of the horrible Democrats here in California and what they're doing to this state how they're running it into the ground, how crime is through the roof, how the economy is dead, how small businesses were destroyed, so on and so forth, so on and so forth. So there's been really good news tonight. I mean, with, with, with uh, Cheza Buden being booted out easily by a 60-40 margin, with a lot of Republicans coming in second, if not first, in, uh, in elections and moving on to November, it's really good because there was a time here not too long ago where in these jungle primaries it would always be two Democrats. It would always be, and I think uh, Shahid Buttar, I believe the last two uh, elections here for Congress advanced to the primer to the general with Nancy Pelosi. This time it was going to be John Dennis, who is also the head of the San Francisco Republican Party. So it's good. We, we're seeing Republicans come in second for governor. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, unfortunately, Michael uh, Schellenberger, I believe, came in third or fourth. He will not be advancing to November, and that's a bit disappointing. But the Republican candidate uh, came in second, with about 15 percent of the vote behind uh, Newsom, who, of course, you know, took it easily. Um, but we're seeing Republicans coming in second. And so at least there's going to be a Republican advancing in most of these uh, races to November, to the general elections, they of the usual two Democrats. Uh, when it comes to the governor's race... I think Schellenberger, who a lot of us were behind, and if you watch Fox News, you saw him, he he wrote San Francisco, a really good book. I think the problem with Mike is that he he ran as an an independent, no party preference. And this is the problem with the two-party system here. I think it would have been a better choice to run as Republican. I can understand why he didn't in california i can understand why he didn't run as a republican i think he might have had a better shot of coming in second as the republican did because people are just once again they're just used to voting for one of their two cults uh democrat cult or the republican cult and that's it if you're anything else if you're green libertarian especially no party or independent you can't win and that's the problem people just look at that party that's it they don't look at the person and so it might have been a mistake for Schellenberger to run uh, as a no party preference um, instead of a Republican. But um, anyway, you know that's going to be almost impossible anyway. When Gavin Newsom won re-election, when well, when he when he, when he defeated the uh, the recall, that pretty much got him another term as well because it was just last year. So winning that recall is almost like he won two elections in one. He knew when he won that recall last year, he pretty much won re-election this year. And that's what's gonna happen. He's a disaster. He was a total disaster. He was the exact opposite of DeSantis. He was the exact opposite of Ron DeSantis. He ruined the economy here. Businesses shut down. They'll never open again. Tourism is shot. He 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 fucked people up so much here that many of them still wear masks. There are still vaccine passports in Los Angeles and San Diego. Los Angeles especially in San Francisco here. There are still places that have make you have a vaccine passport to get in masks and vaccine passports this is all due to the crappy leadership of gavin newsom it's all due to the crappy leadership of gavin newsom um Florida is in so much better shape than California coming out of COVID. It's not even close. They were in better shape during COVID, and they're in much better shape coming out of COVID. And that's because Ron DeSantis is a true leader, and Gavin Newsom is not. Yet, once again, that name Gavin Newsom, just like that name Nancy Pelosi, it's like magic here. But it's not just magic. It's money. Another thing we're seeing with these Pelosi and Newsom races is all about money. If you don't have the money to take them on, you have no chance. And when I say the money I take them on, I mean millions and millions and millions of dollars. That's the only way you beat a big name. You know, in an open uh, election... Where there aren't any big names, it might be a little bit of a different story, but when you're talking about defeating an incumbent like Gavin Newsom or Nancy Pelosi, you have to have so much money just for people to get your name out there. Like Michael Schellenberger. he didn't have the kind of money Gavin Newsom had, he didn't have the kind of money the Republicans running had. So this is what we have to defeat. And it's it's almost it's become almost impossible. And the candidates will always say the right things. We're going to get out there. We're going to put our feet to the pavement. We're going to knock on doors. We're going to. But it rarely works because money speaks in this country. It's all about money in our elections. That's the problem. It's all about money, which is why the Newsoms and the Pelosi's will win as long as they want to run. As long as they want to run, they will win. So we have a real uphill battle. We have five months till November. We have an uphill battle to defeat Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom. And we're going to have to really, really work hard to do it. Um, Never say never. Never say never. That's what I say. And I think I've gotten a little bit of hope tonight because of the results. I really have. I've gotten a little bit of hope tonight because of the results. And uh, we have a statement, by the way. We have a statement. I'm going to read it from... From uh, Chesa Boudin. Here's Chesa Boudin's statement. Here's his official excuse. Uh, let's see. People are angry. They're... I want to be very clear about what happened tonight, said Chesa. The right wing... Of course, let's, let's always... Let's always blame the right. Let's always blame Republicans, the right-wing billionaires, because there are no left-wing. We know most of the left. Wi- most of the billionaires are left-wing, especially in in this state. Are you kidding me? Almost all of the oligarchs in this state are left-wing. Give me a break. The right-wing billionaires outspent us three to one. This is, by the way, a George Soros backhanded, because George Soros is cheap. Uh, he's, he's 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 poor. He doesn't have any money. The right wing billionaires outspent us three to one. They exploited an environment in which people are appropriately upset. Oh, thank you, Cheza. And they created an electoral dynamic where we literally, we were literally shadow boxing, whatever that means, Boudin said. Voters were not given an opportunity to choose between criminal justice reform and something else. They were given an opportunity to voice their frustrations and their outrage, and they took that opportunity. So, once again, this is the usual condescension the condescension from the left, that the voters are too stupid. So he's saying all these people who voted, the 60% who voted to oust him are all Republicans. They're either all Republicans or they were all Democrats who were too stupid and they were fooled by all this Republican billionaire money. That's why Chester Budin lost. Obviously, the people voting were all Republicans. There are no Republicans in this city. So they were mostly Democrats and independents, and they voted against him. Okay, And not because of the so-called right-wing billionaire money, because they're tired of being killed. They're tired of being robbed. They're they're tired of having their stores looted. They're tired of having their businesses looted. They're tired of having their stores. You walk down a street here in San Francisco and it's all boarded up. And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about boarded up because they're afraid people are going to break in. And they have to put boards up and gates up at night. It's ridiculous. This is not civilized. This is not a civilized society here. This is why people voted against him. Because he lets criminals off. Because he lets you go into a Walgreens and loot it for $950 each time you decide to loot it, which has become a business here, become a job, a full-time job, and you get nothing. You get a slap on the wrist, and that's his policy. That's his policy. He tells his DAs not to prosecute. Okay? And you've got the DAs under him, just like you have the DAs under George Gascon, who don't agree with this crap. And they're constantly speaking out about it, constantly speaking out about it. They disagree with it totally. So these are his, his policies that have made crime go up. It's his policies. That have made crime go up. It's his policies that got him booted out of office. Not some right wing conspiracy. Oh, are you tired of hearing this bullshit right wing conspiracy? Right wing billionaires in it. It's Trump. It's COVID. It's Putin. Give me a break. It's you. It was you, Charlie. It was you, Charlie. A movie reference. So, yeah, more bullshit from Chesapeake Boudin. It's expected. It's expected. Do you think these guys will ever? Just say when they lose an election like this, I was shit at my job. I was shit at my job. You know, a lot of people who are fired are shit at their jobs, right? And they can at least admit it. You know, I didn't like this job. I I hated it and it, it showed and I got fired, okay? They can't say that. They can't admit they were just wrong. They did things the wrong way. They were not good. At their job. They can do a different job. Maybe he was great at being a defense attorney. Maybe he was fantastic. He probably was a fantastic public defender. But he was a shitty DA. He was a shitty prosecutor. And that's why he lost 60 to 40. That's why he got blown out of the water. That's why a left-wing DA got blown out of the water in the most left-wing city in this country, if not this world. That's why he lost. That should have been his statement. Okay, so Chesiloff, it was great. That's uh, great news. John Dennis came in, come, looks like he's going to come in second. He'll advance to the uh, general election against Nancy Pelosi. And um, let's see what else. Well, let else? see what else is going on here. There's other excitement. Other excitement happening. Yes, well, the, yes, people sending me photos from the, the uh, celebration parties tonight. The celebration parties. All over San Francisco, that this guy was kicked out. You know this kind of thing when you have back to back, back to back elections here, where the school board members, left wing school board members, Democrat school board members, Democrat DA, are kicked out in San Francisco. You are definitely talking about a sea change. You're talking about a change of the tides. There's no doubt about it that things here are changing. They're not changing as quickly as many of us would like. Um, the big names like Pelosi and Newsom still can't lose. In this city or this state. Uh, the people still, for some reason, these Democrats in this, in this city and the state can't make the connection between all this crap and the top officials. They blame the lower officials. They'll blame a, a mayor. They'll blame a sheriff. They'll blame a school board member. They'll blame a district attorney. And they should blame all those local people. But they don't want to blame a senator or a congressperson or a governor or a president, which makes absolutely no sense. The cognitive dissonance there is just incredible. That all these lower level positions, these local positions, these people are at fault. But the people in the higher level positions who believe and act just as they do. Just as they do. Remember when Gavin Newsom was a mayor, he acted just like this. He acted just like London Breed. Just like Chesa Boudin, Okay? Yet, now they have no responsibility. Zero responsibility. They're great. Oh, yes, the governor's great. Our senator's great. Our congressperson's great. Our president's great. Oh, it's just the the mayors and the DA's and the school board people who suck. Once again, there's that huge huge cognitive dissonance, and money has a lot to do with it. Money brainwashes these people into believing that that the Newsom's and the Pelosi's world are doing a great job. And they're totally not at fault for any of this. They're totally not at fault for any of this. Nancy Pelosi is the congressperson from San Francisco, the same city that Chesa was the district attorney of, okay? Yet all the crime, all right, all of the lost business and lost tourism and businesses shutting down and violent crime going up. No, Pelosi has no responsibility for any of this. None. Just Chesa No, not Nancy Pelosi. What has Nancy Pelosi ever done for this district? She's done a lot for herself. She's gotten herself that gavel a lot, right? She loves banging the clapping of the hands behind the president sarcastically when it was Trump during the State of the Union. She got herself that. She got herself millions and millions of dollars. She got herself $300 million while she was congressperson from this state, from this uh, district. What has she done for this district? What has she done for her city? What has she done for San Francisco? It's only gone to shit under her. It's only gone to shit under Nancy Pelosi. What has she done? What has she brought back other than her ego? So, as happy as I am, I know you can you tell I'm happy? This is a this is I have listened to this show before. This is my happy voice. But you know, there's just it's so much is so annoying. It's so, it's so ridiculous how people just can't seem to connect, they just they just can't seem to make the connection. They just can't. They just can't seem to make the connection between, you know, between the local government and the, and the state government, the local government and the federal government. It's all connected. It's all connected. They're all doing a bad job. They all have to be replaced. They all have to be replaced. Not just a, not just to, this, not just special election. Not just one guy, one person here and there that we focus on and do a recall election. By the way, the 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 people in charge here, the the board of supervisors, they want to try to make recalls more difficult. Why? Because they're all Democrats, and all these Democrats are being recalled because they're just they just shitty at their job. So they don't want to be. They don't want. You know, they don't want any accountability. The Board of Supervisors don't want to be recalled. They don't want to be recalled maybe when they become mayor. So they want to make it more difficult now for us to recall people so they have absolutely no accountability. This really shows the disdain, disdain for the average citizen. That we can can actually, we have the power to say, you can't even recall us. We don't have any accountability. All they want is their accountability to be, if even that, election time. But that means that the two years or the four years or the six years, whatever term might be, if be they they're elected, they can do anything they want. They can be as shitty at their job. They can be shit at their job for two to six years and not and, and be able to keep it. Can you do that in your job? Can you be shitty for even two years and keep your job? No, but that's what they want. They want to spend money, win elections, they want to buy their elections, they want to buy their positions, and then have no accountability until two years later when they can buy their positions again. We can't allow this to happen, people. We cannot allow this to happen. We can't. We can be very happy about what happened tonight. We can be thrilled that Chezzeboudin's gone. We can be thrilled that he's gone. We can. We can... See optimism in the changing of the electorate a little bit here. Okay, we can be happy that Republicans at least can come in second now, if not first. But until there's real dramatic change, and I mean real dramatic change, and the, the the only the only earthquake, if you will, since we're in California, would be if someone like Pelosi or Newsom would lose. That's why it was such a lost opportunity last year with the recall. People said it would be seismic, and it wasn't hyperbole. It would have been seismic if he had been recalled, if someone like Newsom, the governor, had been recalled. But if they were ever to lose an election, yes, that would be the true earthquake that we would need here. That would be the true earthquake that we would need here. But I don't see it happening this November. Once again, I I don't want to be pessimistic. Who knows? A lot, a lot. The gas could be fifteen dollars a gallon by November, right? I'm not exaggerating, right? You know, inflation could be ten percent, eleven percent by. Who knows? Who knows? And maybe the voters here will finally blame. Will finally blame. Looks like I'm getting. What exactly do you want for dramatic change? I'm sorry. I actually got a live chat. I interrupt this message for a. My first live chat message, Canadian Logic says, what exactly do you want for dramatic change? Well, I think as I'm talking, I think I just said that, right? I think the dramatic change we need is someone like a Newsom or a Pelosi to be kicked out. That's what we need. That is the true dramatic change that we need. Someone with a big name, a marquee, let put it this way, a marquee name. A marquee name needs to be kicked out. And then we'll see. A marquee name that you get CNN, MSNBC, everyone has to cover, right? Pelosi taken out by John Dennis, right? Gavin Newsom taken out by whoever. That's what we need to, that's that's what needs to happen. Okay, do I have a caller here? Let's see if I have my first caller. Let's see. Let's see if this one. Hello? Wait a minute, hold on. Uh, hold on one second Just Try to speak uh, Hello North are you there Let's see if this works Hello North are you there I'm sorry I see if this works here uh, hey, can you hear me? North are you there Yeah Oh can
1: hi Hello Sorry, there was a a few things I had to click before it would actually let me talk. That's all right. Yeah, um, I'm just curious because you want to vote somebody out, and then if you get somebody voted in, like, that doesn't really make a big change. So when the new person gets in, what is the big change
0: that they bring? In what? It, be more specific. You mean like if someone like Newsom were to lose, or someone like Pelosi would to lose?
1: Yeah, I mean they lose, but just because they lose and somebody new comes in doesn't mean that anything changes. It Just well, means you that got a different face in there.
0: I understand what you're saying, and there's a lot of cynicism over this, like you know, the new boss same as the old boss kind of thing, right? And when we see that, we see that a lot. But I, I just think that well, it all depends on who's running. I mean, if you're talking about someone who's running against Newsom. And say someone's running against Newsom, and they have a a uh, they're like a Ron DeSantis type, right? I mean, you're going to see real change, aren't you? Would you would you see real wow. change? You think okay. if Ron DeSantis were mm-hmm. the governor?
1: Maybe I don't know. It depends. What policies are you talking about? Like, like what kind of policy would you like to see changed?
0: Oh no, no, absolutely. I'm not just talking. I'm not just talking about like a, a name change. I know what you're saying. I'm not just talking about like a, a name change for the sake of changing. I I, I get it. But when we're talking about policies here, we're talking about a lot of the stuff Newsom supports here. Like he supported the lockdowns, he supported the masking, he supported the vaccine mandates and vaccine passports. You know, his, his policies led to 40, 50% of businesses closing down, depending on where you are, He no tourism. He, remember our unemployment here was 10% when it was 4% in Florida during COVID. So we're talking about all of those policies. That lead to you know his ideology, his left wing ideology, that led to all that. Where you had a guy like Rhonda Let's just take a look at let's take a look at one 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 little instance here, where you have concert people, people who run sporting arenas and events and film festivals, demanding still in June of 2022 vaccine pair sports, which is the only thing that can do is hurt business. Not only is it unconstitutional, it hurts business. Where you have Ron DeSantis, where you had the Special Olympics. That we're gonna force people to show their vaccine papers to get into and said, Okay, you'll get fined thirty million dollars. They said, Ah, don't worry about the vaccine passports. It's that kind of leadership you need. And we don't we don't have that here. We have knee-jerk liberalism. That's what Wait, it comes down to. It. you know and, are, and so aren't the lockdowns uh, done now? Not, no, the reverberations of the lockdowns are not done. Because they're Road still now? asking they're still asking for vaccine papers and passports in a lot of places here in California. That's like part electrons? that's that's Restaurants what? Restaurants can if they want to. Do they want yeah. to? No. Because why don't they want to? Because it hurts business. But we still see a lot of these venues that are run by the left-wingers, that are run by the cultural elite leftists who believe in this stuff. They actually believe in anti-science. They believe that masks stop the spread. They believe that vaccines stop the spread. When we know for two years now vaccines don't stop the spread of COVID. There's no so science wait, behind it.
1: So, so you're saying that the government in California isn't? Enforcing those though. It's just
0: these businesses that are doing it. But the government of California is not is not doing what the gov- government of Florida is doing, which is penalizing them for doing it. That's the so problem. You,
1: wouldn't that be big government imposing its rules on private business? If they did no, that? I don't
0: believe nope, I don't believe so at all. I don't believe it's the big government imposing their rules on private businesses at all. I think what is the government. No, it's the governor of the state saying, I want I don't want my economy screwed up. I don't want the economy in this state destroyed. I don't want businesses destroyed, and that's why, he's, that's why Ron DeSantis is doing it. And as I've said before, man, I think this is the only way we get back to normal now. We've given, we've given people the, the science. We've given people the knowledge. We've given them the facts and the evidence to get back to normal. Now we may just have to force them back to normal. And I'll tell you the truth. I'm a totally 100% okay with that. I'm 100% okay with forcing people back to normal. But I want to get back to your original point. Does it depend on who's running? 100%. It absolutely depends on who's running against them. It could just be a simple another another Democrat who's just like them, and that, that's been the problem here a lot in these primaries. Is that as I've said, the two top Democrats usually advance to the to the general election. So you're getting you're getting two you're getting two Democrats. You very rarely do you have a Democrat and a Republican advancing to the November election, which is of course the way it should be. But um, we're, we're starting to see a little bit of a of a, of a change now. But here's my other point. You say it's just a new face, it's a new person. Well, how long do you give a Gavin Newsom? How long do you give a Nancy Pelosi? How long do you give them in politics? Nancy Pelosi's been – Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi have been in politics for decades now. Gavin Newsom's been what? A, a, A mayor. He's been a lieutenant governor. He's governor. Nancy Pelosi's been running this district for 30 years now. How long do you give them before they do their job? Before they actually do their job, how how, how well, long would the average person get to stay in the job
1: and do its shit long, and
0: stay in that job? As long as people keep voting for them, right? Well, of course, but you can say the same thing. I'll go to a deep Republican area. I'll go to Mississippi or Alabama, and I can look mm-hmm. at a Republican who's probably shit, and they keep on yeah. winning simply because of their party. That's the problem with this party cult mentality, which is I'm voting for them because they are the Democrat, or I'm voting for them. Because they are the Republican. And when you're in a deep blue state like California or in a deep red state like Mississippi or Alabama, you're not ever going to have any accountability that way. That's why when you look at.
1: That's kind of what I mean when I'm asking what is the change? You know, if this is your main problem, whereas like we keep getting politicians or people who are not effective in their job. Because of either the two-party system, or maybe because it's overrun with money, and so like the person who has the most money always wins. You know, it's it seems like that's got to be the change that you're looking at—not who's in there, but how do you mean taking? You mean taking
0: the money out of the system? Exactly. I I know. I this is a very idealistic thing. I I said that when my former life, when I was a progressive north. I said that all the time, you know, when I, I voted for Bernie Sanders twice, I said the same thing. I said, you know what? We need to take money out of politics. We need to take, it. and Bernie Sanders says it all the time, but it doesn't happen. And look what Bernie Sanders had to do. He had to raise $100 million just to stay mm-hmm. in the race. So you have people who are actually out there who I believe, I believe Bernie Sanders wants to take money out of politics, yet he had to raise $100 million because that's the game. So to, to fundamentally change that game is, impo- is nearly impossible. It's nearly impossible in this country. It's nearly impossible in in this country of moneyism, especially when it comes to politics, moneyism in politics. So I I get it, man. Look, I think it's frustrating, too. I do. I think it's frustrating, too. Don't you think, as,
1: as hard as that is, as hard as that may be or as impossible as it may seem, do you not think that it's even more impossible to expect any Positive outcome or, or or change to happen
0: without dealing with that first. You know, it's a tough question. Um, well, we can look at we can look at small victories, right? I mean, we, we won a small victory here tonight with our district attorney being recalled. Um, there's probably a lot of um, there was tons of money on both sides, obviously. Obviously, there's tons of money on both sides, but I believe in this in this small case, I think it might have been the case where. Even if even if the recall side didn't have a lot of money, they probably would have won anyway, simply because they got to a fever pitch, a boiling point, a crime here in this city. So that that might be the element you need more. That might be the element you need where it just gets to the point of no return, you know, where this, we've hit rock bottom. And then people start saying, you know what, let's look at the person. Let's look at the issues. Let's look at what they talk about. Let's look at their background. Let's not look at their party or their money they have. But I think it really gets – it needs to get to the point where people are really – we're talking about like depression, right? On the edge where it's just – there's no other choice, you know? And I, I think that's that's what it comes down to. But, you know, no, because when you – come on. When you look at all these Senate races going on, look at November. Look at all the money that's going to be poured into every side, the Democrat side, the Republican side, tons of millions of dollars. And it makes it difficult for the average person to run for office. I've tried that. I know – how. Believe me, I I share your frustration because I lived through when I ran for Congress 15 years ago. You don't have the money. It's almost impossible to win, especially if it's against an incumbent that has the party backing and all the money. Look, Nancy Pelosi can make a call and raise $2 million in a day. Okay, who can beat that? Who can beat that? You know unless yeah. someone gets in it and they're a multimillionaire themselves, and I probably wouldn't trust them anyway <laughs> you know I mean there's, there's there's nothing it's it's very tough we've set up this system here and now we cry and, and bemoan it and talk about it. we have to change it, but when is it actually going to happen i I don't know I don't know North, I have to let you go, but sure. thanks for the call I, pre- I appreciate the call I really do. you're my first caller so you're gonna I'll put you on the wall of fame here awesome <laughs> all right all right take it easy all right. All right. We had our first call. Look at that. Thank you, North. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm going to end on this. He's right. As long as there's big money involved, as long as you need millions and millions of dollars just to compete, we're not going to get any fundamental change in this country. We'll get these seat sea changes, you know, one party takes over one time, the next party takes over the next time, back and forth and back and forth. We're still getting big money candidates that are backed by big money. Both parties are backed by big pharma. And that's why we get nobody complaining about the money big pharma's made on vaccines. Right? We don't have any— so Now, the Democrats and the Republicans are really complaining that hard, really not that hard, about all the money big pharma's made over the last two and a half years. Why? Because they both get money from big pharma for their campaigns, and they can't afford to lose that money. And the same can go for anything, right? Guns. Oil, gas. We'll talk about this more, but that is absolutely, North is right. That is absolutely a huge problem, money and politics. And like I said, I lived it because I ran for Congress, and the person that won the primary was a millionaire. And the person who was uh, in office, you know, who the incumbent was, uh, was backed by millionaires. And that's the way it worked. And it's very frustrating. But I want to end on the positive note. Chester Putin was recalled. It looks like John Dennis is going to be running against Nancy Pelosi in November. Things are changing in San Francisco and Los Angeles a little bit for the better. And hopefully, you know, things will even improve from here. Thanks for listening. This has been a Let's Be Heard. I'm Micah Chopley. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out.